The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Hey, what's going on? It's Friday. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch. We are presented by BetMGM. It is September 16th. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, with Colin Whitchurch, who returns, Action Network Senior Editor, back from his uh, mini vacation, hiatus, whatever you'd like to call it. Colin, Colin's back. And, of course, Sean Zarillo, who's been with us uh, throughout the week and the end of last week. They've both been here all season long. We're here every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season, payoff pitch launched this year uh, with the Action Network and, uh, of course, this baseball season. So those of you who have been joining us and following us all year, we greatly appreciate it. A lot to get to in the show. We find out if we're going to fade the public today. We'll tell you what game we're going to talk about there based on the betting splits. Also, some underdogs we like today. And then final bets. It's a loaded slate, 15 games. A lot to get to, including... Rockies Cubs, which starts at 2.20 Eastern time this afternoon. So maybe a little early sweat on on your Friday if you get out of work early. So that'll be fun. Okay, but first we start with best bets. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Hey, you trying to make an ass of me? Get on that bag! Hey, let's throw Colin right in the fire. Colin, what do you got for us coming back from vacay? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of really key matchups tonight. Pennant races, Twins Guardians is going to be in the spotlight. Got a couple of contenders in interleague with the Yankees and Brewers. So, of course, for my best bet, I'm going with Marlins Nationals, two of the worst teams in the National League. We have Jesus Luzardo against Josiah Gray, and I think this is a slightly underrated pitching matchup and also a matchup of two very very bad offenses so i'm targeting an under here and specifically a first five under lizardo since the since his return on august 1st eight starts he has a 366 era 3.09 fip and he's only allowed a 585 ops he's also allowed just three home runs in 46 and two-thirds innings keeping the ball on the ground 
missing a lot of bats. He's thrown at least five innings in all but one of those starts as well. And he's only allowed more than three earned runs twice during that stretch. And those were against good offenses. I think it was the Phillies and the Mets, Phillies and Braves, something like that. And he's had four plus strikeouts in every start but one during that span. He's been consistent when he's been healthy, 3.81 ERA, 3.53 both XERA and XFIP. Josiah Gray, on the other hand, is is the pitcher I, I'm more worried about if we're looking at an under here, but I like him in this matchup. He's actually faced Miami four times already this season. He had one really bad blow-up start, but he's been pretty solid otherwise. He allowed six earned runs in five and two-thirds innings in that other start, but versus Miami this season, he's thrown 22 in a third innings, has 29 strikeouts against just six walks, and the walks are what's key for him. Because when he walks batters, that's where he runs into trouble. I believe he leads the league in walks this year. So the starting pitching matchup is pretty solid. But again, these are two very bad offenses. The Nats versus left-handed pitching have a 91 weighted runs created. Plus the Marlins versus right-hand pitching have a 92 weighted runs created. Plus, And since August 1st, when the Marlins offense completely went in the tank, that number's all the way down to 74, 26% below league average. And again, when we're talking about Gray, and if we're looking to fade Gray, what we're looking at is teams that don't strike out a lot and teams that walk a lot. The Marlins are neither of those. Their strikeout rate is the 12th highest in the league against right-handed pitching. Their walk rate is the 11th lowest in the league against right-hand pitching. So I love the over in this matchup. I'm going to stay away from the bullpens, focus on the first five. Under four, you can find at plus 100 right now at MGM. That's a great number. I'd play plus four probably down to minus 115. You can find some four and a halfs out there even better. Okay, very good. I mean, we, one thing we did talk about, Colin, when you were out, that the Nationals have sort of a little, little corner. They turned a little corner offensively. They've been a little better. Um, so we'll see, though. It's a, it, you know, make a good point, though, about the Marlins starter today. He's got some, uh, some good numbers on the surface, and, of course, the expected stuff has been good as well. Sean Zarillo, where are we looking today for a best bet? Yeah, I should just echo Collins' unders there. I'm probably going to end up playing those two. Those just lines were not available last night for me to play. But I made the first five 3.6, the full game 7.25. So I'm probably going to play the unders in both halves there as well. I do like that pitching matchup. Lazardo has been extremely effective. The Tigers and the White Sox, though, my best bet for Friday slate. I like the Tigers down to plus 125 for the first five innings and the full game to plus 122. I see Collins shaking his head because his White Sox are trying to surge back into the AL Central race, but I'm sure he could admit Lucas Giolito has looked off all season and the velocity continues to trend down at 91.8 in his last start. He's at 92.9 for the season. He's dipped below 92 on a few instances. He was closer to 94 for each of the past three seasons. So when your velocity is down one mile an hour, this is about a half run ER off of your ERA expectation. It's down two miles an hour. You're looking closer to a full run in terms of the dip. In the second half, his ERA has been over six. He has been a bit unlucky over that span. 370 batting average on balls in play. 67% strand rate in the second half. But his strikeout minus walk rate has also dipped slowly over the past two years, down 7% in a two-year span. And on the other side of the matchup, I really like Matt Manning. If you haven't been able to identify the theme yet with me this year, I like guys who generate pop-ups because it sort of gets hidden amongst their stats, but a pop-up is just as good as a strikeout. 18% pop-up rate for Manning this year. That would rank second if he qualified amongst qualified pitchers. He'd be right behind Justin Verlander, ahead of Julio Arias. 
also sticks Chicago in their lesser split because he's a righty. The the White Sox ranks second against lefties, but 20th against righties in terms of offensive splits. So I think this is a good matchup for Manning. Not sure that Lucas Giolito is the better pitcher. I think this pitching matchup is actually pretty comparable. Tigers have an underrated bullpen and their bats have been coming alive more of late. So the Tigers down to plus 125 for the first five innings, plus 122 for the full game. There's another bet we'll talk about in our best underdog section. I was back and forth between the Tigers and that bet for my best bet. We're going to go with the Tigers line just a bit closer to even money, higher win probability. The problem with Zerillo's uh, Tigers analysis here, and I, I'm not this, this I'm, I'm saying this in jest, is that his his algorithm doesn't factor in the Miguel Cairo effect or more specifically the anti Larusa effect. We've seen what it's done to the White Sox offense. If Lucas Giolito's fastball is averaging one or two miles an hour harder this year, we'll we'll uh, we'll attribute that to the anti Larusa effect tonight as well. Colin Tinfoil Hot Time has Tony Larusa been fired, but not really fired. <laughs> Did you guys um, see that Ken Rosenthal like an open letter to? He wrote an article or a column, something. I, I have to. I don't. It's yeah, yeah. He called. Him. He called on uh, Larusa to resign for the good of the franchise and let Cairo finish out the season. Obviously, when huge. does Ken Rosenthal, of all people, who is like, he's as buttoned up as it gets. He normally he's not a hot take guy. He's normally no. just a dude who's yeah. like, here's the news, here's what's happening, and then he kind of ends it with a cliche like, we'll see if this works out for this team. Uh, not this case. He's like. Uh, Tony, you should go. Yeah, and 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 he's a hundred percent right. Um, I mean, I love I love Zarilla's tinfoil hat theory that um, it was like a soft firing. It's like the you know Jordan was actually suspended for two years for gambling when he retired in the mid nineties, but they didn't want to embarrass the league like that. And and Reinsdorf has too much respect for Larusa than to outright fire him in the middle of a a division chase. So just boots him upstairs. He's watching from the suite. Hey, uh, big one over the Guardians yesterday in their their one game kind of layover series, and this is, I mean, this and the NL East are the the most intriguing division races down the stretch here. They, Miguel they Cairo, Miguel, do... Ca- can can a guy win Manager of the Year after managing for one month? That's my question about <laughs> oh, Miguel Cairo right there, now. Will, will there be a line available to to grab Cairo with two weeks to go? <laughs> um, the, the roller coaster continues. Here in the month of September. Go, go, White Sox. Let's go, 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 White Sox. Chicago's proud of you. Uh, let's go to fade the public. Okay, which game we're going to talk here? Oh, Max Fried's on the mound for the Braves, and the Braves are getting a lot of the money and a lot of the bets. Eighty-five percent of the bets, eighty-seven percent of the cash on Atlanta as they take on the Phillies and. Colin, you were just discussing it's the AL Central and the NL East. It's getting interesting, but all the talk is about the Mets and the Braves, and there are the Phillies. Are they going to spoil things tonight for the Braves? I'm staying away from a side in this one. I'll uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. I I do like the over in this matchup quite a bit, as much as I like Max Fried and as good as Ranger Suarez has been in the second half. These are two lefties on the mound, and these are two of the best offenses in baseball against left-handed pitching. The Braves are third in weighted runs created plus against the lefties. The Phillies are sixth. And that's and that, that difference is actually even thinner than, than third and sixth indicates. Braves are at 119, tied with two other teams. The Phillies are at 118. So again, 19% above league average against left-handed pitching, 18% above league average against left-handed pitching. 
think that combined with some questionable bullpens, overworked bullpens, perhaps number sitting at seven and a half right now. I just think that's too low. So staying away from the side, I understand why the Braves are the favorites that they are, but I love the total here. Okay. Braves on the money line, minus 185. Phillies at plus 150. Zerillo, are we going to fade the public today? Yeah, I like the Phillies down to plus 160. Ranger Suarez, another guy who gets hidden unproductive outs, 57% ground ball rate, 9% pop-up rate, strikeout rate also around league average too. 3.6 ERA, 3.5 expected ERA for Suarez this year. Struggled earlier in the year, has definitely come into form as the year has gone along. Max Fried, still the better pitcher, 2.8 expected ERA this season. But I do agree with Colin. I would lean to the over, if anything, with regards to the total. Both teams six spots better in terms of their splits against lefties as opposed to righties. And I made the total 7.8. So I need the juice on the seven and a half closer to minus 105 in order for it to come into range. For me, it may get there though before game time considering the name brand of Freed on the mound. Uh, But yeah, Phillies down to plus 160 is a side that I'm playing as well. Okay, very good. Colin doesn't want to go there. He'll take Killeen and over and then Zarillo needs a better number to get to get on the Phillies. Let's go to underdogs. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. There's my dog. Where's my dog? You're both uh-huh. going to talk about the same game, and it's probably worth checking. I'm doing it right now as we speak. The uh, the betting splits. Here we go. Because it's another game in which there is a significant favorite in the New York Mets who are getting 70% of the bets as of now. We record on this Friday morning on payoff pitch. But the Pirates are getting 77% of the money. They're playing the Pirates. Pirates plus 220 on the money line. Pirates swept the Reds and then lost the series opener in New York 7-1. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And they face off again tonight. This Pirates team, we've talked about him a lot this year. Mitch Keller on the mound against Taiwan Walker. We'll go to Zerillo first on this one, his his Mets, uh, as they... They try to hold on for dear life here, but what is the angle? Are we, are we betting against the Mets? Yes. And this was actually going to be my best bet for today. I figured we could just stick this all in the same section and talk about it all together. Plus I'm sure the people are tired of hearing me espouse my love for Mitch Keller on my best bets videos. So we can save it for the podcast, but Mitch Keller has been phenomenal for a few months now. And I certainly view him as the better pitcher in this matchup. I've talked about him introducing a sinker in late May against the Dodgers in the second half of the season. His ERA is 2.7, 3.9 expected FIP. So has overachieved to a degree, but his ground ball rate is at 50%. It's up 10% year over year because he introduced that sinker. 
And Taiwan Walker was great in his last start. He struck out 10 batters. But if you look at his second half numbers besides that start, if you throw that start out, ERA at five, expected FIP at 4.7, 28 strikeouts, 17 walks and 42 innings. So Taiwan Walker has a trend where he falls off of a cliff in the second half of the year. Like I said, he was very good in his last start, but this line is still crazy overinflated towards the Mets with a one-game lead in their division, playing against the team with nothing left to play for. I think Keller is... Still an underrated pitcher. Continue to find value on him in each one of his starts. I like the first five line here down to plus 173. The full game line to plus 187. And the full game spread the plus one and a half runs to minus 115. Played the Pirates in a variety of ways. Played the Tigers in a variety of ways. They're basically equivalent in terms of my favorite bets for today's slate. But certainly the Tigers, a shorter dog than the Pirates are. Wow. Okay. So heavy Pirates today. And, and Colin, you share similar sentiment. Yeah, I'm. This is a Mitch Keller fan podcast at this point. I feel like I feel like all of his starts have come on Tuesdays and Fridays. We've talked about him ad nauseum, and he's fantastic. Zerillo uh, said most of what I was going to say. He mentioned his second half stats. If you go back, eleven starts for him, it's a two point five one ERA. These uh these teams actually faced off about a week and a half ago. Walker faced the Pirates, allowed four earned runs in five innings. Keller's last time out against the Mets, he threw six shutout innings. I don't understand this line at all. You know, I went to the well with the Pirates last night with Brubaker against Carrasco. That bit me a little bit. Brubaker was not nearly as good as I thought he would be, and Carrasco was fantastic. But the pitching matchup is much more even tonight, if even leaning towards Pittsburgh, as Zerillo said. Uh when is Mitch Keller going to get the respect he deserves? He should not be a plus 200 underdog, especially against a pitcher like Taiwan Walker, who struggled in the second half, as Sean mentioned. So love the Pirates. I would say if there was one bet I recommend on this game, if you've got a free bet, got a small bank account, whatever, it would be the first five money line, plus 195 at BetMGM. But I'm going to be on everything Sean mentioned as well. First five, full game, run line, et cetera. Go Buckos. Love it. See, we can do the other thing too. Like Dallas Keuchel a few weeks ago, we can dump on the pitcher and then do everything we have to do to fade him. And then we can get behind a guy too. So we are nice on this podcast also. <laughs> we are nice. You know, that's good. And we should be nice because we did just bash Tony La Russa about 10 minutes ago. So that's good. We're, we're turning the corner. Uh, all right. Let's go to final bets uh, from both of you. We'll go to Zarillo first. You're both talking about the Cubs and the Rockies, and that is an early game today. So maybe we can hit that you know, separately in case people have the itch, and then we can go to the other games. Yeah, uh, I like the Rockies, the plus 115. But what I really like in this matchup is the over 8.5 to minus 113. Good hitting weather at Wrigley today. Should play about 8 to 10% above the baseline for Wrigley Field with the wind blowing out. Solid afternoon spot for an over, in my opinion. I expect this total to close at 9. Maybe I'm wrong, but that is where my projection would be, closer to 9.2. I'm on the over here as well, uh, both full game and first five, which I believe the first five you can get at about four, four and a half. Wind's blowing out to left, left center, eight to nine miles an hour. It's going to be cloudy, but it's going to be warm, uh, low 80s temperatures. Marquez and Stroman, uh, you know, Stroman made his money as a ground ball pitcher, has not been giving up as many ground balls this season or inducing as many ground balls, I should say. And Marquez has been a train wreck all year. So I think this total opened at eight. 
eight and a half right now is where I like it. And and as Sean said, I think it's going to close at nine. So if you can grab an eight and a half out there before first pitch, absolutely do that. So there is slight juice on the under talking first five, four and a half. So that number just moved as we, as we were talked that that was bizarre. Cause this isn't live yet. We're recording, but over four and a half first five is at minus one Oh five. That was just at four that just moved to half run mid sentence. I would still take it at four and a half. Okay. Good to know. Very good. All right, uh, Zerillo, the rest of your bets, and then we'll go to Colin to wrap it up. Yeah, unfortunately, have to bet the Guardians against the Twins. The Twins trying to get back into the AL Central race. Um, I do like the Guardians quite a bit today, though. The first five to minus 140, the full game to minus 134. Bailey Ober returning for the Twins tonight. I always mention the Guardians' superior splits against righties, but Ober also just allows too many fly balls. He's it's going to be a home run issue for him probably continually going forward at the MOB level. It was for him in the high minors as well. 22 home runs allowed in 126 innings pitched. That would translate to about 35 home runs over a 200 inning season. So very concerning for over with the home run ball. And Tristan McKenzie maybe is slightly overachieved. 305 ERA, 385 expected ERA. Well, it's interesting with McKenzie. He's got a 230 batting average on balls in play. That's right in line with his career mark. He might just be a guy who's able to suppress bat. So McKenzie having a breakout year relative to his previous seasons, he steadily increased his strikeout minus walk rate. He shaved 5% off of his walk rate relative to last year. I don't think the Tristan McKenzie breakout has gotten enough fluff this year. He might even be Cleveland's best pitcher. I might take him head to head over Bieber. So maybe a hot take, but I like what I've seen from Tristan McKenzie. Texas and Tampa. I like Texas in both halves. 116 first five plus 124 full game. Martin Perez continues to be underrated. Changes pitch mix going back to Texas this year. People have been waiting for the regression, waiting for the regression. He's been just as good in the second half as he was in the first half. 3.5 expected FIP, ground ball rate right around 50%. I think this is who Martin Perez is going forward. I do not expect him to regress back to previous levels. I think he has found himself and is actually going to be an effective starter moving forward. So I like Martin Perez and I like the Rangers here, even though they are in their lesser offensive split against the righty, the Dodgers and giants, the giants I like in both halves as well with Logan Webb, another guy, 3.5 expected ERA ground ball rate at 57% kind of comparable metrics to what I called out for Ranger Suarez before. So that actually speaks more to Suarez's quality than it does to Logan Webb's quality. I think Suarez is underrated given the group that you kind of consider him in considering same stats as like a Logan Webb, that's actually pretty impressive. Dustin may though, is the fade here. His command has been spotty eight strikeouts, eight walks in his last two starts has allowed three home runs does not seem to have his command fully back coming back from injury. And then my quick hitters, the Royals down to plus one sixty four. gross, the diamondbacks down to plus one fifty three with mad bum gross, but Arizona's actually been playing some really good defense. I like Arizona's, their young pitchers that they brought up in the past month. And I like the defense that they play in the outfield. They have three above average defenders around their outfield right now. Going forward, I think Arizona could be a sneaky team for 2023. So keep an eye on the snakes. And then finally, the Brewers plus 110 at home against the Yankees. They are in their superior split against the ready and Montas. We've seen Montas struggle thus far for the Yankees. Do not love betting on Adrian Hauser. Brewers just a slight edge down to about plus one ten. I like the use of the word gross in some of those uh, picks. That's you're, some you're, of them are. You're being honest. <laughs> this time of year too, you just is just a lot of uncertainty with some of these lineups and 
you know what I'm getting at. Colin, what do you got? What do you got for some fun? It might be some crossover here in terms of games. Yeah, there's a lot of crossover, so I won't go too deep into some of these matchups where I agree with Sean. I'm also on the Rangers and Martin Perez today against Tampa. I'm also on the Royals. Gross. And the one matchup I wanted to talk about that Sean didn't hit on is Mariners-Angels. This is the one game where I am on a significant favorite. Robbie Ray against Michael Lorenzen. Ray has been... You know, he's not going to win the Cy Young again, but he's still been uh, solidly above average starting pitcher all year. Angels obviously gone in the tank. This is for you, Brendan. They're they're under our, our Angels corner here. Um, but the Mariners Good. floating around the minus 150, minus 160 range with Ray on the mound against Lorenzen, I think is really solid value. The Angels, as, as we've mentioned, have have struggled mightily in the second half, specifically against left-handed pitching. They're down to fourth worst in the majors against lefties with an 84 weighted runs created plus other 16% below average there. So first five full game Mariners. I, I love both those in the minus 150 to minus 160 range. And I did want to shout out a couple of props before we go. Love it. Both in Yankees Brewers and Dodgers Giants. We have a props page on actionnetwork.com where you can look at the grades for the highest rated props of the day. And we have two A plus grade strikeout props today. Frankie Montas mentioned has struggled this year over under on strikeouts today is 4.5. Our projections peg him at 6.99 strikeouts today against Milwaukee. That's a 25.9% edge. You can get over four and a half at about the minus 130 range. And then Logan Webb. Zarilla talked about him against the Dodgers today. His over under is four and a half, and you can get the over at plus money. We project him at 5.79 strikeouts, another A-plus grade. I just want to shout those out. If you follow, if you blindly bet any A-plus projection in our system, you're generally going to make money over the long run. So Montes and Webb today, two strikeout totals. I'm going to be taking both over four and a half. I just want to briefly comment on Robbie Ray because I think he's a really good example of like how to handicap, how to adjust pitchers throughout a season. Struggled mightily earlier in the year, first two months. If you use his season-long metrics, season-long ERA, it's right around 3.5. But since he started pitching better in mid-June, ERA around 2.5, expected FIP at 3.1. So he shaved like half of a run off of his expected indicators since he made some tweaks, introduced a new pitch, started pitching well. So you, what samples you take of starting pitchers, what data you use. If I use the season-long metrics, I'd be on the other side of that matchup. But taking his more recent sample, taking the sample where he's used this new pitch mix, it's a no bet for me. So I think that's just like a good example, Robbie Ray, of which data sample you use, what you select, and how you bet on games. Okay. Very good. And by the way, may I quickly comment on the Angels? Because I don't give picks on this show, but that was something I did encourage everyone to do at the All-Star break. They would have to go 15-4 and four to uh, hit that over 75 and a half wins, which was the midseason, the All-Star break number. They are currently 61 and 82. They have 19 to go, which means they got to go 15-4. and four. That feels good. This is your Angels update. Anyway, we have to go. Thank you all so much, as always, for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday. We're here every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. Payoff pitch presented by BetMGM for Sean Zarello, Colin Whitchurch, Brendan Glashtine. You all have a great weekend. Best of luck. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.